service that is taking place right now in heaven. Right now in heaven, they're gathered around the throne worshiping the Lamb who was and is and is to come. And as they worship the Lamb, they declare, worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. They declare and they sing of the holiness of God. All day, they sing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. The praise never stops in heaven. The praise should never stop in our hearts. Heaven should be found in our hearts. Lord, we lift up our hands and we say, holy, holy, holy. Why don't you just declare the holiness of God? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. God is busy working here. Just be sensitive to His Spirit. Don't zone out. Don't tune out. Tune your heart in. Tune your heart into the glory of the Lord. Tune your heart into the glory of the Lord. Worthy, worthy is the Lamb. Worthy, worthy is your name. Worthy, worthy is the Lamb. Oh, worthy is your name. Glory, glory to the Lamb. Glory, glory to your name. Glory, glory the land. Glory, glory to your name, to your name. Jesus, Jesus, you're the land. Jesus, Jesus, 
You're the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus, Jesus, you're the Lamb. You were slain from before the foundation of the earth. We sing to you, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, you're the Lamb. Jesus, Jesus, you're the Lamb. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, you are the Lamb. You are the Lamb. Jesus, Jesus, you're the Lamb. I thank you, Lord, for each one of us personally. You are our Lamb. You are our sacrificial Lamb. We thank you, God, that you died in our place. You took the penalty for our sins upon you. And our sins were crucified to the cross of Calvary. And Lord, I thank you because of the blood of Jesus, the blood of the Lamb. We stand before you completely, utterly, totally righteous. So much so that your word says that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So cast off those grave clothes. Cast off those grave clothes. Sometimes in our minds, we, we put grave clothes on that have been removed from us long ago. We cast off those grave clothes. We also cast off our righteous acts, which are like dirty rags. We cast off everything that we've done that we try to please you out of our own, Lord, but we take on everything that is Jesus come upon us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The mystery of the gospel is that God would come and live inside of you. He can only do that because you've been made righteous. The Lord Jesus can only live inside of you because you have been made righteous by the blood of Jesus. So I declare over the people of God that there is no condemnation because you're in Christ Jesus. We shake off condemnation. We shake off guilt. We shake off the, the dirtiness of the devil that he wants to put on us. We shake that off in Jesus' name. I pray for people that somehow are feeling condemned tonight. And in the name of Jesus, we cut off every spirit of accusation from the enemy into your life. We cut off every spirit of accusation. We cut off every condemnation, every spirit of despair, every spirit of heaviness. And we declare over you that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are justified, just as if I had never sinned. So see yourself as holy before the Lord. You have clean hands. You have a pure heart, says the Lord. See yourself as holy. The Lord says, be holy as I am holy. We walk in that holiness, not in and of ourselves, but the holiness that is from you. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Oh. Holy, holy is His name. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy. 
holy, holy is his name. Be aware of the glory of the Lord. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy is his name. Thank you, Lord, that you come upon him now in the name of Jesus. Holy, holy is the Lord God. Reveal your glory to him, Lord. I see the Lord opening up your spiritual eyes that you begin to see the glory of God. There's a desire in your heart to see the glory of God. God says, I'm going to show you my glory. I'm going to show you my glory. Behold and see and you will look and you will see the glory of God. People will see on your face. It'll be like Moses that went in to the tent of meeting and met with God. And then he had to cover his face with a veil because his face shone with the glory of God. I sense the Lord says that I'm well pleased in you, my son, and you will see my glory. Holy, holy, holy. Let the glory of the Lord fill the whole earth. The knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Do you not know that you are living in the last time, says the Lord? Always be ready and full of the life of my son. Be like the wise virgins, ready for the bridegroom, ready for the bridegroom. I found myself lately thinking a lot about eternity. I don't know why, but I'm just aware of the fact that we are only here for a while and there is a whole eternity. I speak to some of the young people that you are too worried about what your friends think and you've got to stop being worried about what your friends think. It doesn't matter what people think, it matters what God thinks. Come on. It doesn't matter what people think, it matters what God thinks. Stop trying to please your friends. Stop trying to be popular for your friends. But be a God pleaser. Be somebody that says, I don't care if I get rejected, I will be a God pleaser. I'm not here to seek the approval of men. I'm here to seek the approval of the great I am. So we're not going to be God pleasers, uh, people pleasers. We will be God pleasers, absolutely. We will be God pleasers. With clean hands and a pure heart. Hallelujah. You may take your seats. Music can just continue to play. Thank you, Yolandi. You can just keep on playing. Uh, I don't know about you, but I just, uh, I just love, love times of the presence of the Lord like this. Come on. Do you love the presence of the Lord? We love His presence. I always feel that it's important that we just honor His presence. We honor you, Lord, here. We honor your presence. We honor your name. Your name is to be revered and honored. We've been singing of your holiness and we mean it. We mean business with you, God. And we thank you, Lord, that we, we just want to honor your presence. Welcome, Holy Spirit. You're working by your spirit. Your, your work means so much to us. Your presence means so much to us. It's no wonder that David danced before the ark of the Lord as it came back from where it was with the enemy, with the Philistines. He, he, he danced. He, he became undignified. He did all sorts of things and took, out of, took, took off his outer garments. It's just because he loved the presence of God so much. It's just because he penned that as a deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. 
Lord, I pray for everyone seated here and everybody listening that there would be a hunger in our hearts that would begin to increase for the courts of the Lord. One thing have I desired, that's what David said, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to, to gaze upon His beauty and His loveliness and He shall hide me in His pavilion, in the secret place He shall hide me. I want to tell you, some of you know exactly what that's like. You, in this time, you've been hidden in the secret place. And some people have been saying, there's a storm, there's a storm. And you're saying, well, I'm in the secret place. And that's so wonderful. Because he says that he will hide you under the shadow of his wings. Under his feathers, <laughs> you shall find refuge. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I also pray for the activation of the prophetic. I believe that in Choose Life, Lord, you're wanting to activate the prophetic more. And so we just ask for that. I ask that in our people's lives that you would activate the prophetic by your divine work. And I pray that in our life groups that the gifts of prophecy and the gifts of the Spirit would begin to flow. In the name of Jesus, I just declare. Sometimes before you see something in the natural, you see it in the Spirit, you declare it, and then it begins to manifest in the natural. So in the name of Jesus, I declare that the gifts of the Spirit are manifesting in this body in Jesus' name. The gifts of the Spirit are manifesting. We need to desire the gifts. We need to desire the gifts. Is there anybody that has um, uh, quite severe abdominal pain in your abdominal area right now as I speak? If you do, would you stand where you are if you have abdominal pain right now? Okay. Is that you over there? Okay. Um, may I ask you just to come down here? I just want to pray for you. Uh, you also have abdominal pain. Okay. Would you also come to the front? Is there somebody at the back as well? Sorry, I didn't see you. Would you mind coming down? There's three people, three people. <laughs> Do I have four? Do I have four? No, three people. <laughs> Just come and stand over here. Um, while we were worshiping, I felt the Lord remind me. Yeah, you can just stand in a row here. I felt the Lord remind me. He said, John, he said, I'm the healer. <laughs> can I remind you tonight that the Lord is our healer? He's our healer. Why don't you just stand over here? And the Lord knows your situation. The Lord knows what you're facing. The Lord knows your condition. But I believe that the Lord just wants to touch people that have abdominal pain. And we include in this prayer people that are listening online. Stand just a little bit further forward. So thank you, Father. One by one, I just want to pray for each of these ladies. In the name of Jesus, I lay my hand on you and I declare the healing power of Jesus to flow through your body. I rebuke that abdominal pain. I command it to be removed from your body. And I... By the Spirit, I uproot that in Jesus' name, and I command that pain to leave in Jesus' name. Abdominal pain, be gone, and your whole abdomen normalize in the name of Jesus. Be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I lay my hands on my sister in Jesus' name, and I declare you are being healed now in the name of Jesus. Abdominal pain, we rebuke you. Be exactly as Jesus made you to be in this whole abdominal area in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you heal her completely. I also pray for anybody listening over the air right now that you have, um, uh, what is that stuff in the stomach that burns a lot? Um, ulcers, stomach ulcers. People that are listening right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray against stomach ulcers. We rebuke stomach ulcers in Jesus' name. 
and we command them to leave. Thank you, Lord, as I lay my hands on my sister. In the name of Jesus, I speak healing to you. The Lord says, lay, the hand, lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. I speak recovery to you in the name of Jesus. I rebuke that abdominal pain. All of it, go. Be removed from this body. Root cause, be uprooted in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, that you do a work of healing. We thank you in advance for what you are busy doing. And I pray, Lord, that from each of these three ladies, that there will be a written testimony of what God has done. And in advance, we give you the thanks and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may return to your seats. Let's thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. I feel to, to okay, look, a lot of people must be struggling with finances. And you don't have to be prophetic to realize that people are struggling with finances. But you see, the Lord cares. And so I'd like to pray, uh, you can be where you are, but if you have had uh, a severe struggle in the area of finances in this whole time uh, since the lockdown began, we as the church would like to pray for you and speak the release of God over your life and the release of financial provision and speak prophetically life over your finances. So if you have been struggling, not just a little bit, a great deal in terms of your finances, would you stand right now? Go ahead and stand right now. And uh, don't be shy. We're the family of God together here. And we're going to pray that the Lord will begin to turn situations around. Stand right now. If there's anybody else, you've been struggling in the area of your finances. Um, I want to ask the pastors, um, the rest of the pastors, just to come and stand up front here and just, uh, just join me as we extend our hands over the people of God right now. Because I, I really believe that we need to declare the release of God. I do believe that God can cause uh, His children to prosper even in a time of famine. And so, Lord, now we, as, uh, as the leaders in the front standing here, we just pray and we extend our hands over every person standing here, every person listening and being a part of this prayer online. And Father, we ask for your divine intervention and your divine help that you would step into these situations dramatically, powerfully, and provide for them. I thank you, Lord, that no good thing will you withhold from them that walk uprightly. So we declare that any withholding spirit is broken over the people of God in the name of Jesus. And we now declare together the release of financial provision over your lives in the name of Jesus. Do we agree together? In Jesus' name, we declare the release of finances. The release of finances. Now you just uh, receive what the Lord is doing in your situation. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I feel, I feel that the Lord says that I care for you deeply. I care for you deeply. And I don't want you to be worried. So Father, we thank you for supernatural channels to open over their lives. For those that need employment, that you would open up not just any old door, 
but a good door, a wonderful door of opportunity. Anybody that is unemployed, we pray for their employment. I'm thinking about a year ago, we, we prayed for a similar thing. And the very next day, somebody got a job without even being interviewed. They just, the people saw the CV, they immediately gave them the job with a telephonic interview. And it was a great job. It was a senior position. Can you believe it? And so, Father, we thank you that it just takes one work of your hand. So we declare that we break any lack over the people of God and we declare and we announce the release of the provision and of the year of the favor of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You may take your seats. Can we give the Lord a hand of praise and glorify His name? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, Yolanda, if you don't mind actually carrying on playing, <laughs> I actually uh, am really enjoying that. So these are times of worship. These are times of ministry. These are also times of the Word. Now, I'm not going to preach a full Sunday message or something like that. <laughs> what is a Sunday message? But anyhow, I'm not going to preach like a... This is not, this is not a 16-part series of, uh, you know, the eschatological, uh, humanical, exegetical, I don't know what all. But anyhow, I'm just going to share something that is on my heart. Because the Bible does say you don't live by bread alone, but you live by the Word. You live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Some people wonder why they're spiritually experiencing malnutrition. It's because they're not feeding on the Word of God. If you show me a Christian who's full of the Word of God, I'll show you a strong Christian. If you show me as a Christian who is depleted from the Word of God, I'll show you somebody who's very weak and the enemy is running roughshod over them. And so I want to just remind you, the Bible says, may the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. I believe the people that have had the Word of Christ dwelling in them richly throughout this whole time of COVID and the pandemic and so on have stood amazingly strong. I know of people who have begun to read the Bible more than ever in this time, and then there's new strength that has come into them. And so it's so wonderful how God empowers us by His Word. We know undoubtedly that God empowers us by His Spirit. Hello? He empowers us by His Spirit, but He also empowers us by His Word. And the wonderful thing is when both these things are working together, the Word and the Spirit, it causes you to be exceptionally built up. And God is intent on seeing you being strong. In strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. So Lord, thank you just that you cause your word to be open to us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Please have a look at Ephesians chapter 3. And we're going to look at a, a prayer that Paul prayed. If I was to give this a title, I would call this a powerful prayer. Do you like that? A powerful prayer. And let me just say this. Sometimes before certain things will happen in your life, there will be praying that precedes those things happening. I'll talk to this side over here. Sometimes before things happen in your life, there is a praying and then there's a manifestation of what God does. There is a praying that brings about a release of the purpose of God. And it strikes me how Paul, the apostle, uh, apostle um, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> How Paul the Apostle, he would often pray for the church. 
And he would say, I pray for you. And I don't stop praying for you. I keep praying for you. I keep praying. Because Paul had a burden to see people built up fully in Jesus Christ. He said that, that the, the goal is that Christ needs to be formed in us. And so that's why Paul was praying for the church all the time. And I believe that one of the biggest responsibilities of pastors is to pray for the people, to pray for the church, for shepherds and life group leaders and so on, but also for believers because we're a kingdom of priests and we need to be praying. So Ephesians 3, verse 14 to 21, Paul speaking, he says, for this reason, this is talking about why he's praying, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, here it comes, firstly, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, that's the Holy Spirit, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And by the way, that thing of God doing exceedingly abundantly above what we ask or think. I heard a pastor once say, he said, God, if I was you, he said this with respect to the Lord. He said, God, if I was you, I would do more. <laughs> I would do more like amazing stuff with your power. God, if I was you, I would do more. And he meant it in the best possible way. And then the Lord said to him, he said, my son, if I was you, I would do more. Because of the mighty power of God that is at work within you. It says that God will do so many great things, but it is according to the power that works in us. I wanna tell you, you haven't begun to dream how God can use your life. You haven't begun to realize how God can use your life. I have dreams of how God will use my life. And I haven't even begun to dream actually because God dreams of doing exceedingly abundantly. But anyhow, that part was for free. So Paul is saying, he says, I get down on my knees and I pray for you, Ephesians. This is a man who's serious about the church being rooted and grounded. He says, I get down on my knees and I pray for you. And essentially, this is what he's praying. He says, I pray that the Holy Spirit would strengthen you in the inner man, number one. He says, I pray that Christ would dwell in your heart, number two. He says, I pray that you would know God's extravagant love. Basically, that's what he's saying, number three. And I pray that you would experience the fullness of God. I love that part about the fullness of God. Lord, would you do that for all of us? And so, essentially, Paul is praying for things. Now, I'd like to say this to you, that consider this for a moment, that in these few verses, these four things, you can pray these things. Sometimes we don't know what to pray, and we, we don't know how to pray as we ought, and so we pray in the Spirit, He prays the perfect prayer. But in our natural mind, I believe that there's many times that we don't know what to pray. 
And here's a hot tip for you. Look at the things that Paul prayed in Scripture, or for that matter, the other apostles. Look at the things that Jesus prayed and pray them. And so I want to say that you can pray these prayers. You can pray them for yourself. You can pray them for your children. Over your children, you can pray them for your spouse. You can pray them over your life group. And so there's these four beautiful things that Paul is praying that these would be manifested. And let's just, in a few moments, look at these four things. Prayer number one, I pray that the Holy Spirit will strengthen you in the inner man. That's the first prayer Paul is praying. I would submit to you, this is a godly prayer. I pray that God would strengthen you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will strengthen you in the inner man. And it says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened. Everybody say strengthened. With might through his spirit is in the inner man. Now, can I ask you, is there anybody that needs strength today? Raise your hand if you need strength today. My hand's up. I need strength. I need strength. But did you notice the target area that God wants to strengthen? The inner man. God loves to strengthen the inner man. I'm of the opinion that many of us have been very, very weak, many of us. Many of us have been strong during this time of pandemic, but there's been a lot of weakness as well. And I'm here to announce to you good news today that God wants to strengthen your inner man. You might be, have been running with your gauge on empty for a long time, maybe many months now. But that's also one of the reasons why the Lord called for these meetings, that you would be strengthened by mighty power, by His mighty power in the inner man. And so in the name of Jesus, I declare over you, the people of God tonight, I declare to you that you will be strengthened with mighty power by His Spirit on the inner man. Do you receive that? I declare that over you. I just declare strength over you. And it's very interesting that He strengthens the inner man. We all have an inner man. Gordon MacDonald, he calls it the private world. Do you know that nobody knows what's going on in your private world? Probably not even your spouse. You might say, well, we have a great relationship. We talk about everything. But I want to tell you, in your private world, it's hidden. And in that private world, where nobody knows that you might be facing a wrestle with something, a wrestle with inferiority, or nobody knows that you might be facing a wrestle with pornography, or nobody knows that you might be facing a, a tremendous battle with fear, God says, I want to come in and strengthen you by my spirit. And I want to tell you that God's resources, as we said, I think it was last night, God's resources are endless. His power is endless. There's never load shed in by the Holy Spirit. He never sheds load. He just empowers you. <laughs> Come on, are you getting this? I want to ask you, how is your inner world doing? Sometimes our inner world can be filled with pressure, stress, fear, darkness, tiredness, insecurity. And all these things, they drain our inner strength. And that's why we need God to restore our inner strength. You are not designed to function very long without plugging in again. That's why it's so important that we have times with the Lord. That's why church is important. Uh, that's why I can't believe that some pastors, they're, they're happy to stay online till kingdom come. I'm not happy to stay online till kingdom come. Absolutely not. Because I know that people experience God in an incredible way in the corporate gathering. <laughs> it's just 
you experience God in an altogether different way. And, um, and so it's so important that our strength is restored and we have to plug in. We have to plug in. Listen to what Gordon MacDonald says. He says, the inner world of the spiritual must govern the outer world of activity. And that's what Jesus did. When Jesus was walking on the earth, he did nothing unless he saw the Father do it. And he would go and spend a little bit of time alone and pray on the mountain, and he would come back with inner strength, and then he would go and minister to the people. And God did this, Jesus did this while he was on earth. How much more do we need to govern our outer world by the power of the Spirit bringing us strength in the inner world? And so the Holy Spirit, I wanna tell you, the Holy Spirit has mighty power and He can strengthen you in your inner man every single day. And that's why it says in Psalm 23, He says, He restores my soul. Can we just thank the Lord for His strength that He brings into our lives? Hallelujah. The first prayer, I pray that the Holy Spirit will strengthen you in the inner man. Number two, prayer number two, Paul prays. Uh, basically, he prays and says, uh, I pray that Christ will dwell in your hearts. Now, what's interesting, he's writing to believers. They would have already received Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. So why does Paul need to pray that Christ would dwell in your hearts? And I believe that it's all to do with God really feeling at home in your life and that you host Him and that you enjoy being His temple and that you open every cupboard, drawer, every part of your house so that He is fully at home in your heart. You know, there's churches where I believe God doesn't feel that at home. <laughs> and then there's other churches where God feels so at home because it's like we're saying, God, come and dwell with us. And I wanna to say to you in your heart, you can be saying, God, come and dwell with us. Jesus says, if you love me, you'll be loved of my Father and I'll come and love you and uh, I'll manifest myself with you and I will, we will make our home with you. Jesus is all about making his home with you. Not just, yes, Lord, I've received you into my life, but he wants, you to, he wants to come and be the dwelling place of, in your life. He wants to dwell. Would you say the word dwell? And so this is the important thing. And I think of my mom, uh, she's always been good with hospitality. So many years ago, we had a man called Omar Cabrera. And he was a fiery uh, South American preacher who came to speak at our church for a conference. And so my mom and dad thought, well, this is such an important man and so on that we're not gonna put him in the guest room. We're gonna go into the guest room. We're gonna move out of our bedroom, clear out all the cupboards, and Omar Cabrera and his wife can come and stay in the main bedroom and have an ensuite bathroom and so on. And I remember that when uh, Mr. Cabrera discovered that uh, he was actually being given the main bedroom, he couldn't believe it. And then my mom had a special little kettle and rusks, and he saw Omar Rusks. He thought, Omar Cabrera, Omar Rusks, this is just amazing. But anyhow, you see, what happened is my mom wanted them to really feel at home. And they did. And there was a special time of ministry over that weekend. And so I believe that God wants us to be desiring Him, that we say, Lord, would you dwell afresh? Would you dwell afresh? I know theologically that you live in me, but dwell afresh. Take my life, Lord, let it be. 
consecrated to you. And so Paul was actually praying that Jesus would have full access to the hearts of the Ephesians. Full and unrestricted access to every room, every cupboard, every drawer in their heart that Jesus would feel so fully at home. Isn't that such a wonderful prayer? And so I pray over you tonight in the name of Jesus that Christ would dwell in your heart and feel fully, fully at home. And I pray that every area of your life would be fully indwelt by Christ Jesus. Every drawer, every cupboard, every little place, every little nook or cranny. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. That's the second prayer, that Christ would dwell in your heart, the third prayer. And um, the third prayer is essentially, I pray that you will know God's extravagant love. Paul puts a lot more words into it, as Paul always does, but I can just make it simple. Basically, he's saying, I'm praying for the Ephesians that they would know the extravagant love of God. How important it is that we know the love of God. You don't want to wait to get to heaven to discover a revelation of the love of God. You'll discover it in a far way, a greater way when you get there. But now you can discover that revelation because it is the Holy Spirit that sheds abroad the love of God in our hearts. And He's available now. We're His temple now. And so we get to experience the love of God in our hearts. Jeremiah 31 verse 3. Jesus, Google uh, God says, He says, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Folks, would you hear this from your Abba Father? Abba Father says, yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. And I wanna say to you folks tonight, I wanna say that He really loves you. He really loves you. Peter, He really, He really loves you. Nicolene, He really loves you. Quentin, He really loves you. He really loves you, folks. You need to know He really loves you. Judah, He really loves you. Your Abba Father's been walking with you so closely in this time. He really loves you. And basically, Paul says, he says that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, length, and depth, and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. Do you remember there was a song that maybe you used to sing as a kid? And uh, it's the song, uh, The Love of Jesus is So Wonderful. <laughs> now, come on, show your age. Does anybody know that song? The Love of Jesus is So Wonderful. Okay, thank you. The younger generation are just zoned out totally, totally. Like, these people are so irrelevant. It's so high, you can't get over it. It's so low. You can't get under it. It's so wide. You can't get around it. Oh, wonderful love. <laughs> That's taking us back in time. But it is like that. You can't get over it. The love of God. And I declare the love of God over you as the people of God tonight. And then the last prayer, he says, I pray that you will experience the fullness of God. Now just hear those words. Fullness of God. Please say that with me. Fullness of God. Say it again. Fullness of God. This is a good prayer. 
Sometimes we're praying such basic prayers over our children. Lord, help them to get through matric. Help them to, you know, eat their lunch now at lunchtime at school. Uh, there's nothing wrong with praying those prayers because God says we can pray about everything. <laughs> pray about everything. Prayer and petition, present your request to God. But I want to tell you that there's a realm where you start to pray more pointed prayers. And you start to pray, oh God, I pray that the fullness of God would become realized in their life. You know what bothers me? Sometimes when I see young people and they are standing in church, but I see they have not got the revelation of Jesus yet. They're following their parents, but they're not yet following Jesus. That's fine to follow your parents for a while. But I pray for those people that you can see the blank expression on some young people's face. I pray that the fullness of God would begin, begin to be manifest in your life in the name of Jesus. I pray that the fullness of God would become a reality in you, a reality in your life. And Paul was praying for these Ephesians and he didn't want to see them half-heartedly serve God, but he wanted them to have a revelation that the fullness of God could dwell in them. And so this is the climax of Paul's prayer. He says that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now let me tell you, if you take a little cup and you dip it into the ocean, it is full of the ocean, but there is so much more ocean. <laughs> Imagine God is the ocean and your life is that cup and you can be filled with the fullness of God and in your life you're completely filled to the full measure, but there is so much more of God. May you get a revelation of having the fullness of God in your life. And so uh, the Amplified Bible, uh, just listen to how it puts that verse, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. It says, that you may be filled through all your being unto the fullness of God, may have the richest measure of the divine presence, and I love this part, and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God Himself. That is what God wants to do for you. Some of us have been too satisfied with a drop in the bucket. And God is saying that it can be so much more that you can become a body wholly filled and flooded with God. <laughs> and so I pray, especially for some of the young people here tonight, that you would get discontent with, with experiencing less of God than God has for you. I pray that you would get discontent with that and that you would decide, I'm tired of acting church or playing church, but I'm believing that the fire of God is gonna to begin to burn and that I will have the fullness of God in my life. That you may be a body, wholly filled and flooded with God. And so I think this is awesome. This is an amazing thing to realize that we can be flooded with God. I can be flooded with God. You can be flooded with God. This is not for a few special people. This is for every believer, every child of God. You can be flooded with God. And I wanna challenge you with that today and say don't be settling for less. Be flooded with the fullness of God. May I invite you to stand please? Let's stand together. By the way, how many of you have been blessed tonight? Praise the Lord. Now, I'm gonna end off praying this prayer over you. And Paul said, for this reason, I bow my knee and I pray. And then he mentioned the different things. 
Now, if you are wanting to receive of this prayer, may I invite you just to lift your hands as a way of receiving from God as I pray this prayer. It's not gonna be a long prayer, but it's a powerful prayer from Scripture. Holy Spirit, I just thank you for this moment right now, a moment of meeting with God. I believe there are people that are being challenged here tonight to up their game. Some people that have been living at sea level Christianity and you saying step up, not only to be, step up to A level. Step up to everything that I have for you. I thank you that you're working by your spirit. And I thank you, Lord, for a shaking in some people's hearts where they begin to get more hungry than ever before. But now, Lord, we wanna pray this prayer of Scripture. And as, as your servant, Lord, I extend my hands over your people, listening online and present here as well. And I say, Father in heaven, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would strengthen them in the inner man. That is the first prayer. I pray that right now, that you would strengthen every single person here with mighty power by your Spirit on the inner man. I pray secondly, Lord Jesus Christ, that you would dwell and feel at home in every one of their hearts, that every aspect of their life would be fully opened, every cupboard, every drawer, every room, and that you would dwell in their hearts, that you would dwell in their hearts. I pray the third aspect of the prayer, I pray that they would know by experience the extravagant love of God. Give them a revelation, Lord. For people who have never had a revelation of the love of God, I pray give them a revelation of your extravagant love and just blow their mind with your goodness and your kindness in Jesus' name. And then I pray the fourth prayer, Lord. I pray that each person would encounter the fullness of God in their lives, that they would be wholly filled and flooded with you, God, that there would be no room for the other things that have distracted and taken our focus off of you. But I pray this with all my heart, dear Jesus, I pray this with all my heart, that every single one of them would be filled and encounter the fullness of God. And I believe it and I declare it over your life in Jesus' name. Now just say this after me, Lord, I receive this prayer by faith in Jesus' name. Answer this prayer, Lord. Do an incredible work in my life. I surrender to you in a new way. Have your way in my life, Lord. I love you, Jesus. I'm hungry for you, Jesus. I desire more of your presence. Fill me with all of your fullness, Lord. And I mean this with, every, with everything inside of me. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.